dude. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, absolutely. Um, what was that fucking? Well, first of all, how you sleeping? Oh, are we recording? Yeah. Oh, I'm sleeping well. I've been sleeping really well. Actually, I don't know how well I've been <laughs> sleeping. Dude, I had a bad like. I mean, you know, and if people listening have listened to me on previous podcasts with you on on like Duck Duck Radio, <laughs> dude, my anxiety is like. Very roller coastery. Oh no! And, and I hit. Uh, oh, I you know, big old loop de loop this weekend, dude. It was wild. And I think what it was is I I went to a friend's house on Friday night, and I hadn't seen him. I went to Nat's house, like, and I hadn't oh, seen okay. him in months. And I like really missed him, and yeah. I hadn't seen his brother, and I hadn't seen Andy, our our other buddy. I hadn't seen them in months, and so I was like, got all jacked up. And, like, on my way there, like, I was, like, feeling like I was going to have a pain. You know that, like, where you feel like you're sweating, but you're not sweating and your body is, like, tingling? Yeah. When you know a panic attack is coming? It was, like, I had that. So I, like, took my panic medicine and then I just, like, didn't sleep. I slept in, like, a super uncomfortable position. But, like, I don't know. It, I just slept that way. And I woke up. And, like, I don't know if it was, like, because I was, like, hunched weird or whatever, but, like, I woke up, like, not breathing, you know? <sighs> and, like, that was just the wrong way to start the day. Shit. And then my whole day on Saturday, I was just, like, very, like, shaky. Like, I just couldn't get back down <clears throat> to equilibrium. And then Sunday, I felt, like, better. Like, I woke up, things were good. Caitlin and I went to the store and got some stuff. My parents came over for lunch and like everything was good. And then like while we were sitting there and I don't know if it was like everyone like sitting super close to each other or what, but like I just like full blown was like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Uh, Fuck it. You know, I just like <laughs> lost my mind. Oh, and man. then so it's been like a like the last couple of days, it's been like a kind of an up and down. It's like, you know, how it's kind of like to me, it's like when you, uh, when you watch like slow mo of a guitar string getting plucked, right? Like you Ooh. pluck it, and like it at first it's like, but then it slows down and it like gets back. So it's like my rebound or the the like rebounding emotions are like far more level than they were at first, but it's still like I'm not like at status yeah. quo, you know. So that's how I've been sleeping. How have you been sleeping? Uh, well, I was doing good. I had uh, not had snacks available for me to eat right before bed mm -hmm. and then kim yesterday was like hey i bought 60 of those uh <laughs> almond butter biscuits you like so much <laughs> and you were just like cool thanks damn it why'd you do that i'm gonna be sweating before bed now i walked to bed with three of them in my hand and kim goes you're not gonna eat all those i go okay <laughs> i opened one this is what a fat piece of shit i am opened one Put that one on my chest. Yeah. Opened another one. Ate that while I was playing Pokemon Go. So that when I was done. <laughs> just, yeah. so, I ha like I I was like, I hate that I chamber. have to reach yeah. to the dresser to grab the other yeah. one. Yeah. Just have one on deck. Yeah. And I I hate the feeling of accomplishment with going, I could eat another one. 
Oh, dude. You know what I mean? For like, sure. Well, I don't I, know, I don't why. know that I hate it, but I don't like it. It's like not a welcome feeling, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because later you're like, what the fuck? You didn't need to. I, so I went and I grabbed I ate four. I ate four. I got up and I went and grabbed the fourth one. Dude, on Sunday, I was like trying to like kind of get out of the funk. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to eat something like I'm going to like. You keep going. I got to fix that camera. You know, like when you uh, <clears throat> when you when you're like in a funk and you're like, okay, I'm gonna return to like giving myself a pass on something, and I'm gonna eat like terrible food for myself because it like makes my heart feel good, even though it really it makes my heart not feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Caitlin was like gonna make like she was gonna fry some chicken in the air fryer, and we were gonna have like nice pleasant meal together, you know, and. Uh, I just like full blown pulled the shoot on that. It was just like, I want McDonald's. <laughs> she was like, okay. So she was like, can you, do you hear that? I did yeah. hear it. <laughs> Got the McGurgs. That's one of my favorite things to catch on microphone is that sound. The, yeah. Yeah. The, it sounds like the alien click or the predator click noise. It's like the, the sound that happens before Godzilla shoots out all that shit oh, out of yeah, his mouth. Oh yeah, dude. That rumble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, so I ordered McDonald's dude and I did exactly what I was like, or like going through the process of like picking out what I wanted. And, uh, by the way, I door dashed McDonald's like that's so pathetic. But anyway, so I got a double quarter pounder with cheese, which by itself is a meal. That's like yeah. 900 calories, right? Large fry, strawberry shake. Two buttermilk chicken sandwiches and ate all of it. <laughs> it was so bad. Like I as I was eating, I was like, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna vomit. Is it raining outside? No, Kim is spraying the window. Seems like a good idea right now. Yeah, well, she doesn't know we're recording. No, she does. Okay, so she does. Very aware. Well, maybe she doesn't know that it, the recording has begun. She knows that I'm here. Ah. You know what I mean? Give her the benefit of the doubt. No, we just made eye contact. She gives no fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Maybe she found my, my other pack of cigarettes. Chris. I can't stop smoking. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I love it so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's bad for you. Oh, yeah. You know I what mean, else is bad for you? <laughs> Everything we've been talking about. Yeah, that's true. But that doesn't negate the fact that the the other thing is super bad for you. Like, oh, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah, like, I get what you're saying. I was, I, when people say like, dude, <laughs> okay, coming from the guy who, and then you're like, okay, go fuck yourself. Yeah. First of all, how dare you bring up Com my ex-girlfriend in a Com time like this? <laughs> Comparative, like, bad things or whatever. The whataboutism. Yeah, dude. Way better choice of words than comparative bad things. <laughs> what am I talking about? I mean, that still works. Yeah, but it sounds so dumb. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I was going to ask you. I totally spaced on it, but uh, how did the uh, little show the Oh, the online? thing yeah, that Andy yeah, did? how was it? It was super weird. Well, yeah, duh. But like, weirder than I not, thought it was going to be. Not a shot at Andy. Here's what I will say. It felt so much like being at an open mic. Really? Because everybody like um, jumps in right before the, the show starts. 
And then you just kind of hang out waiting. And I hung out in my office waiting. And it felt like when you're on the side stage at Keller waiting to go up. Yeah. And that felt really good. Wait, 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 wait. So like, is there like a, a chat, like a waiting room? Yeah. On the call? And, uh, yeah, and then so, like somebody goes and then like he like pulls them onto the... So the way that Andy described it to me, so to him, he sees all nine of the people that are going to be going, right? Mm-hmm. All So nine little windows. Yeah. He clicks on one that expands and then boom, it's the side by side. So everybody else is just hanging out there and so he can see what they're doing and... But you can see all the other people too? Mm, or no. you can only see... Oh, okay. But there is a chat. There is like a chat going okay. on. Okay. So there's... Because I was going to say, like, that would be brilliant. You do that, and then immediately, like, we don't... We could go back to doing shows. Yeah. Because you could have, like, a full-on, like, audience room. Well, he's working on that. With Zoom, you have that option. Did you know that, that there's comics doing corporate gigs via Zoom? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, Josh Wolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's very good. He I've was, seen a lot of his stuff at, like, Laugh Factory. Like, five, ten minutes at Laugh Factory. He used to drive me absolutely crazy almost as crazy as that pitter patter on the window (laughs) but uh yeah he was talking about how they set it up and uh some people are at their desks other people are you know at home or whatever um and you just pull it up on your monitor yeah and you you have the you get to hear the audio is what he made it sound like. So he got to hear all of their laughter. and Oh, that's sweet. So like they put on a mic and then like they're not muted. Right. So. Hmm. It's pretty See, cool. that's when like keyboard warriors sort of that would like bother me because it's like now you're now you're heckling without like real consequences, you know. Oh. So you'd have to have like a moderator there. Yeah, but like a that'd be weird if a heckler at a corporate gig. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, oh, in general, in general, like if you're giving sure. if you're giving people the keys to just like be a part of the show, yeah. you know, just like you are in real life. But like in real life, there are a multitude of consequences that could be, yeah, be, you know, either. This is gonna drive me. Well, I know it's gonna drive you nuts, but just try to ignore it. I know you're not. I mean, you're not gonna be able to, but I'm trying. So it went well, though. Yeah. Did it was, you do it was like nice old material? To, did you? No, I did the two. I did that. Okay, um, how'd those go? That one, and then I forget what the other one. But they were two new jokes. It's just Andy, so that's the weird part. <laughs> he's oh, he's suppose. wants to be a good friend and like encourage you, so he's got a big smile on his face. But then he also like talks to you, so it's like a, it's a conversation. Did you have like the Facebook Live up though? Yeah, to be able so you could see like if people were commenting and stuff. Um, you weren't no. looking because you were on stage. Yeah, on stage, whatever. Yeah, so you can't. You can't. I would have had to have stood at my computer because when you uh, have the thing yeah. up, yep. yep. Um, but yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah, like I said, it felt that because you do feel nervous because you're like it's a different nervous. You're like, is this gonna translate to anybody? Because yeah, for sure. <laughs> plus, the people that went before me were just two friends of his. And they were like just these super goofy old dudes and they were hilarious. Oh, so you like had to follow killers. But they weren't like doing comedy. They were just being... Funny people. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost hard. <laughs> in my opinion, In I guess in my experience, it's almost harder to follow somebody who is not a, like, not a tight comic 
but is a hilarious person yeah. than it is to follow a tight comic. Right. Because a tight comic like gets the the like the the experience. They understand yeah. like what well, okay, like I'm up here, I'm doing jokes. But like when somebody kind of goes off the rails and just is silly as shit, then you they kind of like in a way you kind of lose the audience too. Well, and it's nice cuz when when you when you follow somebody who's really good, you can go, "Holy shit, give it up for Yeah. And yeah, like, for sure. It 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 makes sense. Well, and it also kind of like puts a button on their set, you know, because like it's you being like, okay, that was awesome. Now it's my turn. Yeah. Or as a host, you say like, give it up for this person one more time, you know, and then you kind of like get it out of their system. But if somebody was like so wacky and like silly and goofy, <laughs> then like you get on stage and you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not that. And that, <laughs> whatever that was killed. So like get ready for something completely different, you know? That's why, like, yeah. showcases are fine. Like, I enjoy them. I like doing Petra's picks. I like doing other showcases, like the Loon Showcase and stuff yeah. like that. But um, it's such a, like, there. it's the, the like, rotation of, of, like, personalities is good for the audience. Yeah. But it's, like, hard as a comic. Because, like, I'm not saying it makes it harder. But, like, if you're doing a weekend or whatever, right, and you're hosting, like, you you're doing a weekend with the same feature and same headliner. So like yep. you, you know, or like in their case, like they're doing the same, they're doing with the same host. So like mm-hmm. they know, okay, like I now know what to expect after night one or show one. Yeah. As opposed to like in a showcase, it's like a one shot, like here we go. And then like, you don't fucking know who you're going to follow and they might murder. And then you're like, awesome. Like this is <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. I have to follow a killer. And then they might not, they might bomb their ass off, and then you have to go up there and be like, "What the fuck was that?" Right? Ha 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 ha! And then everyone's like, "You're a dick." Yeah. <laughs> You're like, "I'm not. I don't know what to say." A lot of those showcases, there will be like one person. Majority of the audience is there for. Oh yeah, and you find out real quick who that person is. Who that person yeah. is? Yeah. yeah, I've I've been in that instance before. I will say though, like the best formatted maybe is the right word. Maybe not. I don't know, but. Uh, the POC show we did, People of Comedy, oh was God. so excellent. That was, I like after doing that, I was like, I completely was like, like rethought how we had to do Petra's picks. Like it was like this is so good, yeah. And like I felt like <clears throat> in the case of because like Khadija hosted our night, you know, and she was perfect. Yeah, like, she could not have done better. But like. When they would bring up like professional comics, you know, like in between everybody, like breaking up the show. Yeah. But then, you know, they'd have like new people following people who had been doing it for a while. And then after the new person, it'd be like Jeff Asmus or whatever. And he yeah. would just like murdered. And you're like, awesome. Like, this is a great show. Yeah. It was such a, I loved that night. It was so fun. But. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling about nothing right now. Well, no, I think that was perfect because that leads into. I thought we've 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 done ten episodes now, and people still don't know. <laughs> By the way, 2020, what a year! Can't really believe leaning that, into uh, this, huh? Can't believe John Stewart's our president now. Yeah, weird. Actually, though, <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, not trying to be bit killer on this guy, but like. Put a pin in that bit that you want to do so bad for some reason. <laughs> that is so dumb. I'm with you, but if John Stewart was our president, I'd be like very happy. Oh yeah, that guy has his shit together. Yeah, 
And he's also just enough of an asshole. Oh yeah. To do the job correctly. Yeah, but I don't even feel like he's an asshole. I feel like he's just blunt. You know what I mean? He's... Like like I I feel like if you said something stupid, he would be like that was stupid. Yeah. Why did you say that? But then also he's like empathetic enough. Sure. You know? Yeah. He's driven. I mean, sticking with those uh those firefighters, first responders for, you know, until literally this year yeah. when it happened. Or was it end of 20 doesn't matter it doesn't matter alex timeline doesn't matter (laughs) but yeah he's he's awesome yeah but anyways what i was gonna say was uh how we haven't talked about how we met you and i yeah how did we meet we we met at the keller and i think it was like a passing thing because i remember when we had like our first actual conversation was when uh Max had uh, you jump in on on the podcast that I was going to do with that's that. right yes and so that's when I started to find out all of these things about you yeah I remember being super nervous for that <laughs> podcast like I was so nervous because I was like I got to be cool but like why there was a moment and I can hear it because I was listening uh, to that episode again today if you want to hear it it's episode number twenty two. You have to go to SoundCloud, which... Oh, back in the day, yeah, dude. Yeah. The Dizzy. Yeah. Back when you guys were like trying to be rappers <laughs> over on SoundCloud. Yeah. You were putting out your I episodes was on... this close to getting a face tattoo. Getting your That's... episodes on Dat Piff. <laughs> so anyways, you can hear a moment when like our, like what we find funny click. And it's when... Um, uh, I over-enunciate, check out my gravel pit. Oh, yeah, dude, that killed me. And then we started riffing on that, like, and then from that day on, like, so my first impression of you, initially, at the Keller, was like, that dude, super cool, pretty sure he skateboards, <laughs> not 100%, and then we did that podcast, and then I took a photo of you, and you were very like you had a vision in mind of how you wanted to look in it. Yeah. And I was just but it didn't seem you weren't like being like a like bougie about it. You weren't trying to be like a prima donna or some shit. You were just like Dude, I think it's gonna Your word choice right now is impeccable. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but so like it was just if, if it interested me. And so I wanted to keep digging more and more. And the more that I kept digging into you, the more I realized like Oh, you have anxiety levels like I do. Yeah, yeah. And these neurotic things where like, even though we get perceived as cooler than somebody actually realizes. like chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, We, for some reason, have to let them know like, hey, also, what about this? And do (laughs) some goofy shit. Yeah, like, hey, on the outside, I might seem like a pretty chill (laughs) fun guy right but on the inside it is the monkey with the symbols you know it's just constantly like things aren't going well always and that was funny like laughing at how dark you know all the time how you doing horrible yeah yeah dude yeah it was and i feel like i feel like what really made us like gravitate to each other in part it was the the first time we met was like how i realized like Looking back on it now, the thing that I was like, oh, this dude kicks ass. <laughs> it's just like how nonchalantly you would like, as you kind of had already 
alluded to would just like drop like a a horrifying like <laughs> you would just say something and then people would be like oh you know and i was just like <laughs> like like um you know i i used to struggle with this a lot i was i would have so much trouble with like recognize re- recognizing whether or not people were joking oh okay you know like that was so hard for me because i and i've talked to my parents about this before it's like we grew up in a house where like joking was fine but like there was a time and a place for being silly yeah and like that time rarely came around you know <laughs> it's like i would try to do something silly and be like dad and he'd be like the hell's wrong with you you know and i'm like <laughs> okay all right not right now okay catalog and so like it wasn't until i started doing comedy really that like that shell kind of broke off yeah because it's like comics just give each other shit all the time and i didn't like live in a world where like giving people shit all the time was like i mean you make friends over the course of time and you have like a group of friends that you can all give each other shit but it's like people you don't really know that well like if somebody says something to you that's like sort of sideways you're like oh fuck that guy for sure (laughs) i hate that person you know which is so unhealthy but uh it was like when I first met you, it was like, I, I feel like we had that moment where like you were being a shit kind of in a way, you know? But it was like, like I was just like, oh, this guy kicks ass. Like he doesn't give a fuck, you know? It was awesome. And like, I didn't, I didn't attribute it to like anything in particular. It's just like you, you just were silly. And I gravitate naturally to like silly people just because mm. like I'm silly anyway, you know? But like, yeah. I think what really, for me, like the the like exact, and I feel like I've told you this before. I know I've told Caitlin, and like she gets all like, "Not me," <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time, uh, it's so cute. She's the best ever. Anyway, I actually have something to talk to you about off air about that. Oh, okay. I was gonna say kids are super bummed that she didn't come today. Oh, I know. They always They miss are. her so much. I know. And she misses them. But right now... You know what's funny? Somebody came over this weekend real quick. And uh, I was like, hey, dad's got a friend over. Or a friend coming over. And I told him who it was. And Layla goes, be better if it was Alex. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Your kids are the best, man. Yeah, they're pretty rad. Caitlin and I are, are very lucky to be like pseudo family here. And... I mean, they're they're just excellent human beings. Yeah. You know, it's like the weirdest thing because, like, you when you're when you're at least my age without children, unmarried, you think of kids in a way as just like they have no concept of empathy. They right. they can't because their brains aren't there yet. They you know they think only for themselves. They're selfish, but they're adorable. That's like the the thing that I built in my brain about children. Okay, and then like. Your kids were really the first kids like that I that are outside my family that like I got to know them like as human beings, oh. you know? And I was like, they are just the coolest, <laughs> you know? Like That's awesome. Yeah, they're great. Anyway. So, uh I've I've told Caitlin this before and like I said she kind of gets a little uh not me about it, you know? <laughs> but when I had my first like panic attack, which by the way, have I told you that story? Like what happened? Uh-uh. I, I, if you're down, I'd yeah. like to take you on a little journey, real Please. quick. This is, and this is not something like that I've really talked about on stage like at length. But I, I think this could be like the next foray I do into like why I am who I am. Ah. But like I used to, I used to, um, 
uh, do PCP? Sm- I used to smoke weed a lot. Ooh, I was close. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like a lot, though. And it, like it was like an unhealthy amount, you know? Yeah. And it got to the point where it was like I relied on it so much uh-huh. to like level my insanity that like if I didn't do it, then like the flood of emotions would creep in. And then it was like, it's like an inhaler with asthma. You know, it's yeah. like, then you take it. The way you said that, it sounds like the inhaler has asthma. Uh, yeah. I like it. The inhaler with asthma. This <laughs> <laughs> inhaler is like... <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, uh, my mom's birthday, two years ago, I don't know, a while ago, okay. a long time ago, we went out to dinner and I ate like pesto something, right? Okay. It was like pesto garlic stroganoff or something. <laughs> I don't I don't fucking know. It was this noodle thing with chicken. Yeah, yeah. And... and uh, it gave me like super bad heartburn, right? <laughs> super bad. And then uh, what I would do is like at night, I would go to my ex-girlfriend's house and we would like get stoned. That's like what we did okay. every night, right? And uh, so after my mom's birthday dinner, I dropped off my mom and my brother and then I went over to her place and we got stoned. And it was a combination of like the heartburn and the being stoned that I went into like the most traumatic panic attack I've ever had in my life. Like to the point that, you know, like when you have a panic attack, you're like, I'm having a heart attack, you know? Oh yeah. But I had like gone so far past that I'm having a heart attack that I had just like embraced death like entirely. And like I was on my way home from her place and it's like pouring rain and I'm like head out the window of the car driving, trying to get fresh air. Oh, okay. And like, Glasses are like covered in water, literally not caring. I'm like, I'm dying, so it doesn't matter. If I fall off into the ditch, I fall off and I'm going to die anyway, right? Fully embrace death. Finally get home uh, and then like immediately run upstairs, take off. My my mom's sleeping. My dad's out of town. My mom's sleeping. My brother's sleeping. I take off all my clothes and I'm like looking at myself in the mirror, which is like rule number one when you're stoned and having a panic attack. (laughs) Don't look in the mirror. So I'm, I uh, jump in and do that, uh-huh. and I'm like watching my heart beat at like wow. I, if I had to guess, it was I was at 160 plus beats per minute. Like it was cruising, and I'm watching it beat through my chest, and I'm like leaning into the glass. It's like Car Kelly at a urinal, kind of. Yeah, what? He just you know pee splatter. Oh He's yeah, a big okay. fan. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. It was a stretch. It's okay though. <laughs> um, but so I'm like looking at myself dying and I'm like, I got to tell my mom, you know, like I don't want to actually die and not tell her that I love her, you know? Oh. So I go into my mom's room and I wake her up and I'm like, Hey mom, I just want to talk to you for a moment. And she's like, all right, what's up? And I was like, Phew. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing on underwear at this point. Like oh, okay, I, didn't, I okay. wasn't like fully nude. Uh, That's what I thought. I thought you're, I know. I, I imagine you part. with a massive bush for some reason. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. I look like Ju- it's like Julius Irving's afro down there, <laughs> just so voluptuous. Anyway, so I walk in there. And I'm like, um, uh, I don't mean to alarm you, but I think I'm having a heart attack. And she's like, "Holy shit!" You know, <laughs> she's like, "Come over here," you know. And then I immediately started crying. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like down on all fours, and she's like rubbing my back, and I'm crying, and I like can't calm myself down. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And then I'm like, I got to throw up. So I like go in the bathroom, I start vomiting and she's like, holy hell, like what is going on? And then I'm like laying in her bed with her. Right. And I'm crying like yeah. so hard. And she's like, 
are you high right now? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, I'm going to die. So might as well just tell the truth. So I was like, yeah. And she's like, do you do that a lot? And I was like, every day. <laughs> and then she's like, you know, it's okay to tell me that stuff. And I was like, I've been lying to you for so long. <laughs> so like this whole thing goes down and I ended up literally sleeping at age, like whatever, 20 something ended up sleeping in my mom's bed like yeah. crying i cried myself to sleep in my mother's bed this is starting to sound familiar yeah so then the panic attacks didn't stop it's like the next morning i immediately had a panic attack again and then it was like so i quit smoking that was the, however many years ago like mm. I, I i've smoked like maybe a couple times a handful of times since then i just don't react to it well anymore i always think i'm dying but anyway so it was like a three-week period where i had panic attacks so i had to quit doing comedy and that's when oh yeah to yeah, come yeah. full circle that's when i was like i think i think chris is my best friend hmm. because and, and at that time we weren't even super close but i literally was like you were the only person who reached out to me like every day and kept sending me jokes and kept like <laughs> keeping me in the loop and like checking in on me and i was like Dude, this is like he's a really good person. Like, I was just so uh, alone in my like suffering, you know, and yeah. I couldn't like articulate it to anyone properly. And so, like, people just thought, like, well, if we tell him it's going to be okay, then that's then he's going to be okay. Yeah. And you <clears throat> never once were like, like, hey, man, like, how's the panicking going? You know, <laughs> you were always just like, how are you? You know, like, doing all right. Hey, I got this joke I want to run by. And it was just like, you like you didn't treat me differently. And that's when I was like, fucking Chris is the man. Uh-huh. So there you go. That's my realization. Well, I mean, and the, the whole reason why I was doing that was because, like I said, I just found you to be so interesting. And the, the, the cool thing about like what I found is when you can be silly with people like that and... Not just like surface silly, like dark silly, where yeah. we're laughing at the fact that I'm making a joke about it, but we're also laughing at the fact that how fucked up it is that somebody yeah. feels that way. Yeah. And so we get each other on that level, and then it can turn into a conversation about like, dude, you know what happened to me? And the, like yeah. it just goes that back well, and forth. Well, so I feel like we both cope similarly. Yeah. And so like that's... I think, at least for myself, I, I can I, I would be willing to bet for you. Like that's one of my best coping strategies, is to be able to like find humor and levity in something that's like pretty dark and yeah. pretty tough to get over. And that's how you like bring people into the fold. You're like, hey man, I had full blown panic attacks and like now have panic disorder and like generalized anxiety disorder as well as like dysthymia and it all came from like smoking pot and one time i had to sleep in my mom's bed because of it <laughs> you know it's like that's people are like what and you're like dude that is funny you know like that's like that's what make it you know you find that person to to like really uh in the it's also you like explore like depths of thought that you can't with other people yes and that's what like it's freeing yeah dude i was thinking about this thing the other day and you know that like i know you're not going to judge me when i say that thing or you're not going to like pull back and be like well actually uh, maybe don't talk about that yeah i i've tried to especially like since getting sober like i've tried to focus on because i focused so much 
on having to give an example as to why I know what you're feeling. Like the, like when you're an empath, which I hate saying because I feel like you can smell the fucking incense whenever I say that. <laughs> but yeah, being like being empath- super empathetic. Yeah. For some reason, it's more than just you. You need to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I know either how serious the thing is that you're saying or how you feel right now. So I have to give some fucked up example of like yeah. what I've been through. Yeah. And since getting sober, like, because I still call people and do check-ins and, and stuff like that throughout the week. And what I've started to do is just say, that sucks. Yeah. That's fucking miserable. And yeah. I just try to let the sincerity come through in, I want it to feel heavy when I say it. Oh, yeah. So that I can, because when you do that, it sometimes breaks that dam, breaks the levee. Yeah. And then just that gushing of like, okay, I'm ready. For, here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then just being able to let, so rather than feeling like I have to continue to let people know by like giving these examples, like it's about you right now. Yeah. It's like, it's it, rather than using like uh comparative suffering in a way as like a, um, as a tool to like uh bridge like yeah. the understanding gap with somebody. You just like embrace their shitty ex- ex- existence <laughs> and such. As you. you embrace their like shitty circumstances, yes. you know, by just saying like, I'm here for you and that sucks really horribly and I'm sorry. Because most, most of the time what happens is, so I, like I say my thing, they say another thing. Yeah. So like you, for you, some reason, rather than addressing the thing. Yeah. We're just doing this back and forth of fucked up things that have happened. Well, it's like you like have all these scabs and like one starts yep. bleeding. And instead of like putting a bandage on that one, you just like pull off a, another scab. Yep. And so you're like, oh, look, look at this other scab I have. And then like the first one's still bleeding. Yeah. It's like, why don't we put a bandaid on that first? So, yeah. And then one, yeah, like when we, when, when you and Caitlin came over that, that one night for your guys' episode, which. Caitlin, if you're watching this. You looked stunning that <laughs> evening. I was blown away. Continue. Yeah, it was awesome. You had just moved in. Uh, to the new place. Yeah, yeah to the new Literally place. Literally that day. Yep. And I think we almost didn't do it. And then... Um, yeah, because it was getting late as shit. And I was just yeah. like, dude, I'm coming. Like, I need this. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. There was just... It felt like you guys should be there. And so yeah. and then after that, like, I just was looking for excuses to have you guys over more. <laughs> we just had, that night we had so much fun. And I just remember, like. I remember you looking at her playing a board game with Layla and you going, I'm going to put a baby in that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I meant it too, you know. Or I was just like, she's, oh, man. And she, like, I remember when she came in and she was just, like, glowing. And then, like, when Layla came, like, running up to her. And like that was like the the birth of the Caitlin Layla, oh yeah, Dynamo that they've got, and it was just like watching that go down. I mean, Caitlin still has the friendship bracelet oh, yeah, that that's Layla right. made for her. You know, it's like that she made her that that night, and I like it. I remember one day it broke, and Caitlin <laughs> freaked out. She was so sad, and I was like, <laughs> "We got this." And I like got a lighter yeah. and like melted the end of it yeah. so that like you know like we. And that whole evening was just so excellent. And I remember leaving and being like, 
you kind of like I feel like there are <clears throat> and maybe this is because I'm like more of a night person or I don't know but like I always it's almost like a routine like after I leave something like really fun or impactful or whatever oh, okay it's like I I like get in the car and I put on some music and I just like like soak up the song like in response to yeah you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you're saying. So like like after Caitlin and I had our first date, uh, I played the song Thief's Theme by Nas. Which is, if you've never heard it, is I think it's his best song. And so many people would disagree with that. But like Nas is my favorite rapper of all time. And if you try to take this from me, <laughs> I'll kill you. Uh, but like that song came on and... I was just so happy because it was such an incredible date. And then I got home and it, like the rest of the night was just incredible. And then like from now on, like anytime Thief's theme comes on, mm. like I, it brings back all the wonderful feelings of that night. And like, I know people say like, oh, this song always reminds me of blood. But it's like, I literally like feel those feelings again, like every time that song comes on. And so it's just, so that night, uh, the song was "Be Easy" by Ti, which is also a <laughs> banger. But now every time that song comes on, I think of like the night that I, I mean, it was such a crazy day. But like that yeah. night, I just like, I don't know. And it came on the other day, and I was like thinking about that. So I was like, man, that was so wonderful. Like, it was just such an incredible evening. I remember uh, you saying, um, because we had um. Oh, off the noggin. We used to have this thing on, oh, on yeah, Duck Duck Radio right. where uh, Kim or I would say a topic and you'd have to make a joke about it. And you had thought of one because you saw a wine and spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And the, like, I was super dismissive. I wish I would have let it play out more because, like, the, the concept of uh, <laughs> what's with all these wine and spirits? Yeah. Like, these, these, uh, Super. Uh, yeah, I was at uh, Griffin's bitchy. Wine and Spirits the other day. Yeah, what'd you buy? Oh, I didn't buy anything. I just went there and kind of <laughs> had a sad meeting with some ghosts. <laughs> well, there was that one, and then that was the follow-up to, because you guys first did the Chipotle thing, and it was like... No, because I cut you off, the Wine and Spirits thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you were like... Because I was like, a... no, you're not supposed to think about it. Yeah. Fucking purist asshole. That's all right. And uh, and then you did the it Chipotle. Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny, the way you said... <laughs> I still, like, to this day, laugh about that. What's your workout routine? I don't have one. I haven't worked out in years, <laughs> actually. Like, I never work out, ever. When's the, like, did you ever have, like, a gym membership? Yeah, but... I mean, I paid for it. I just never went. Dude, I was like, I'm like, it, okay. After high school, after like having something to compete for that like required me being in shape. Sure. Why? Be, why? Why be in shape? Was Is my still to this day. <laughs> and then I got fat or chubby. And now I'm like, oh, that's why you stay in shape. Yeah, yeah. Because you're starting to look. Like the Goodyear tire guy. <laughs> it's what Joe Rogan always say. You know, he says um, it's easier to stay in shape than to get in shape. Sounds good, Vladislav. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't work out. I, I'm starting June 1st. We're doing like a family Biggest Loser thing, so. I should, 
I'll find, I'm going to put up a picture right here of my dad who is going to be 60 this summer and still has a six pack. Your, your dad is uh, in great shape. What a fucker. No. He eats like shit. He will mess Does he work all out of the food on his plate and just blah, 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 blah. It fucking drives me crazy. But does he work out? Yeah, he works out. Yeah, there you go. But, but like, it's like you're turning you're turning fat and carbohydrates into energy. That's all working out is. But he he doesn't eat healthy. So, that's you don't need that's to. what drives me crazy is because you don't need to eat healthy. I mean, it's it's not this simple, <laughs> but it's pretty simple when you think about it. It's just an input output. That's all it is. Yeah. No, that actually. So you take in twenty five hundred calories and you burn three thousand calories. You lost weight that day. These yerba mates Dude, have I, nothing in them. Like bad stuff? Yeah. No, they like literally have nothing in them. Okay, I figured out what it it's tastes super like, weird. by the way. What is it? Okay, so, and this is going to sound gross until you embrace the fact that you do this all the time anyway. You just do it with tea, but it tastes, mm. it tastes like... Semen. No. Oh. Close. Shit. Fer- fermented leaves. Oh, I know. What you, yeah, I get you. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yep. on the back end, you're kind of like, this tastes like fall. <laughs> like when you're when you're raking, when you jump into a pile of leaves and you accidentally get some in your mouth. No, it's you like you know when you're raking out? and like that smell because like all the leaves had been like basically yeah dead fermented. worms. Yeah. No. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Right. I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a biologist. <laughs> Huh. I'm just saying, that's kind of like what it tastes like to me. And it tastes good. Like, it's a good taste. But it's like, that's why I was like trying to see if you'd ever had Bacopa or uh, oh. what's that other, what's that thing that people were taking for a while that they were like, it replaces, or it, it hits the same receptors in your brain as opiates do. Oh, fucking. Uh, Cop. Kratom? Yeah, dude. It tastes like Kratom. That makes sense. Or like ca- Kava or like. Yeah, I know what you're you saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it has that like earthy mm-hmm. sort of yeah my brother drinks taste. this shit like with the with all of that in it he leaves it looks like dirt it smells like dirt so like um Loaf. like uh, nice thank you uh, like kombucha but not kombucha no it's more like tea yeah because I, right it's not kombucha i'm just saying like because kombucha is a live culture right yeah whereas like this is um that's what I'm saying. It's more like, because it's, it's these ground up leaves yeah. that go into the water. And you just, like, imagine if you cracked open a, a tea bag. Another uh, one. That was awesome. I have acid reflux. It's going to be a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you cracked open a, a tea bag and poured it into the water yeah. and then drank it with that. But if you put, like, three of those in there, that's what this shit looks like. It's just... It looks like you, so. I was you like did spot on when I with my explanation. Yeah, fuck of uh, of the taste wise. What because that's what this is, right? Yeah, yeah. But hey, look at me, man. Fucking a. Nailed they don't it. make them like this anymore, man. <laughs> Holy cow! That's so dumb. Um, yeah, yeah, that plant got shut down. What plant? The you said they don't make them like this anymore. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, thank you. Although I don't think my dad had a vasectomy, so <laughs> they could, I guess. Maybe. Hey, your mom got a vasectomy, though. Can you imagine? <laughs> They're like, we fucked up. We meant to do 
a hysterectomy, but we... To to be fair, though, your parents' taints look identical. We could not... (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, back to Korean baseball. I still have not watched any of it. Have you caught any of the uh, of the games? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh well, then scratch that one. Oh, is that you had topics like yeah. lined up? Did you not check oh. your email? I emailed you, dude. I never check my email. <laughs> I mean, I do, but like, I check my work email and like, I don't have a notification. See, the, when I say how are you sleeping, it's a nod to the boys. Yeah, right. Do I check my email? Good God. <laughs> 12,000 unread emails. Mine's oh, like, hey, there we go. Mine's only at 1,000. How you sleeping? Korean baseball workout routine. Test that premise. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'm all caught That's up. That's so funny That because you looked like you were like revving On for board? the next topic. That's so funny. I thought you knew we were do- the whole time. No, that's why when you said <laughs> Korean baseball and r- workout routine, I was like, the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> It's like, all right, cool. We'll talk about that. I'm down. That's funny. I mean, I don't give a shit, you know, but I do because I care about you because I love you. Dad, I love you so much. (laughs) Andy uh, was listening to, I found my old um, uh, recorder when I used to interview bands. Oh, yeah, that's right. I I saw that. And uh, he was listening to me interview somebody and they're from the west coast and they're like ah oh, this yeah did we've been out on van's warp tour oh this is the third year yeah third year <laughs> and uh andy was like you sound like a fucking dork i was like that's not me <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny he's like oh but you, you sound like that sometimes so i thought it was, I was like, what the f-? wait was it matfield that came over the other day yeah yeah hell yeah dude i haven't seen him in forever he's wonderful like doing wonderful, or he is a wonderful human being. Both, I think. Okay, great. Because I love that guy. Yeah. He's the biggest dinkus. I love him so much. He cuts through the bullshit so quickly and goes straight to the source. Oh yeah, yeah. But in a way that it doesn't feel like it's the kind of shit that you need to hear. So it's never okay. abrasive in the sense that like you're like, what? Come on, man! Why? I thought we were friends. No, it's because you're friends exactly right yeah he has a way of letting you know like hey you know why i am talking like this yeah it's because i care about you and this is what you need to do yeah he and i had like a fantastic conversation one evening which was like five hours i talked to andy madfield and i mean we were texting and whatever but andymadfield.com yeah Go there. Also, he had a new sketch that he came out with the penis game one, and that killed me. Oh, fuck. He told me about it. I haven't Dude, seen it so yet. Dude, it's so funny. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so dumb. It's so Andy. Like, it's so awesome. Um, but uh, he's like, I had a tweet, and I made it a thing. And then it's like, that's like the description he had when he posted it. It's so good. But uh, so he like, he and I were like texting back and forth. It was hours and hours and hours. And we were talking about books and music and all kinds of shit. And then we were like, dude, we should hang, man. Like, this is, like, we would fucking have fun if we hung out. <laughs> and then we never hung out, which is the most me thing ever to be like, dude, you and I are going to be best friends. <laughs> you know what? Never speak to him again. You know what I think describes you best? Current Alex Petra, always on the verge of not happening. Yeah, dude. Like, you're down for the thing, but it's always. 
it's almost like in the back of your mind, you're like, I might just chill on my couch though. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think the, it's oddly, it's like the best version of me I can put out there. Cause it's yeah, the most honest. Yes. You know, cause it's not like I don't want to hang out with people, but like if I have to weigh the options of like going and doing a thing versus like just chill popping at home. Yes. I'm chill popping. Because the tension that gets relieved, even if you were looking forward to a thing, you can't help but have like, I do that million mile an hour thing. So like, we're going to go to so-and-so's house. They live 20 minutes away. We're going to pack up the kids. We're going to bring, it's going to be a whole day thing. It becomes and, a thing. And then they say, oh, little Nathaniel is, is sick. We're going we're gonna to have to take a rain check. The decompression like just oh, you yeah. feel all of that tension go poof, yeah. even though you were looking forward to it. Yeah. You still just that all of that weight is off like oh fuck. Dude, you know what we're going to because you already had that time slotted out, so then you get to look at the other person and go, "We're not doing shit." Yeah. We're going to stay home and not do anything. <laughs> that, and it's the best. That's I think my favorite feeling actually <laughs> is we don't have to do anything. <laughs> hey, you got anything going on? I know you don't because we yeah. were going to do something. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Hey, you, <laughs> hey, you got anything going on? <laughs> nope. And I'm so happy about it. It's like I like, like I, you know, like I said, I like doing things. I like going places. I like having, you know, hanging out with friends. I like, you know, whatever. But like, I also like sitting in my room playing Super Mega Baseball 3. Like, I love that a lot. And like, don't invite me to your, your party on Xbox. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to sit by myself with my headphones on. And listen to my game. And then I want to turn on like old Mark Norman bits on oh. my phone and have that play in the background. And I just want to like rip dingers on Super Mega Baseball <laughs> 3. Or like or like play Binding of Isaac. You know, just like all these super dorky, shitty bit games. Yeah. And I don't give a I don't care. I don't I don't care. <laughs> and then people I'll be playing video games. So people will be like, hey man, wanna play this game with me? And I'm like, no. I don't. <laughs> And I have the option in my hand, and I don't have to move. I'm holding the controller, and I'm like, we could, but no. Because then I have to not do this thing that I'm doing right now. And you don't feel bad because you know that you're not, you're, you're not putting something off. That time was slotted for a thing, and now it's all yours. Yeah. So you, it's guilt-free. Well, that's the narcissist in me that says, like, <laughs> it already was my time anyway. So if I bail on you or if you had an idea of what I should be doing during this time and I don't do that thing, whoops for you. <laughs> I don't care. It's like I get and I'm getting fired up right now, but I don't, <sighs> I don't care. I don't care. It's not like I feel like uh, and dude, this kind of. I, I've I've already done this bit on stage, but I'm just gonna. It kind of leads you into test the, the prem. Well, it kind of leads into the test the prem, but this isn't the premise I was gonna do today because I've already done this premise. But I found it today, and I was like, oh, I gotta okay. do this more. But it's like, it's always like I feel like it's frowned upon to like be an introvert. Oh, like weirdly frowned upon. I said this to Kim yesterday. Super random. Like last night, I was brushing my teeth, and I had I just like <laughs> uh, Kim introverts are just closeted extroverts <laughs> that's really funny actually well done thank you that's good i'm coming out no just kidding i'm going back in <laughs> not interested in being out here thanks you guys keep doing your thing i'm happy to know that you're doing well but i don't care to be there and whatever but it's like 
like I, I feel like being introverted, like people, like if you tell somebody like I'm an introvert, they're like, oh, and it's like, I don't have fucking lupus, you know, I just like don't <laughs> want to hang out with you. Like that's not, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing. Like I get so, I get, I feel guilty about it, you know? Because it's like I put on this persona sometimes when I'm with people that I am extroverted because I'm silly, but it's mostly anxiety driving that. Yeah. Because I don't want to be a fucking weirdo around people that I'm like not 100% comfortable with or whatever. And like all that is solved by just not going. Yeah. Which is why I don't go. (laughs) You you do this thing, I can tell when you're ready, because you look out under wherever you are. As though you're looking for somebody, even though the person's right next to you, and then you look at them and go, ready to go? Yeah. <laughs> you look out going, it's like you're assessing going, there's nothing for me out there. Yeah. 100% <laughs> dude. I do that. I live in that feeling, which is fine, I think. I yeah. don't I don't think people like understand that it's not a, a like a slight against them. That's the problem yeah. with it. It's like when I tell someone... When somebody says, like, hey, dude, like, you know, like, after the first Petrus picks, people were like, dude, you want to go to Applebee's? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I was like, no, I got to do laundry. <laughs> and you guys were like, what? <laughs> it's a Thursday at 1030. What the fuck are you doing laundry for? And I'm like, any other excuse sounds just as dumb as I'm going to go do laundry. But really, guys, I just want to go home. I like all of you a lot. But also... I don't want to hang out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You doing that gave us the out to not have to go. But you did go. No. Oh, well, there you go. Then, yeah. See? It's like, <laughs> it's like nobody else wants. I just, like, like it's gotten to the point. And I, I feel like this is something I got to embrace more. Right. Are we talking about the same thing when Ryan called? Yeah. 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 I feel like, I feel like this is something I got to embrace more because like, I didn't mean it in a bad way. I got invited to go do some stuff with Caitlin's family uh, the other day. I think it was on Monday. Um, you know, we woke up and she was like, hey, do you want to go? And I, it wasn't, I didn't, I, I love all of them. They're fantastic human beings. Often, I'm thrilled when I get to go spend time with them. They're really great. But that day I woke up and I was just like, nah, I need a me day. Like big time. Big time need a me day. So like woke up. Went to the gas station, filled up a gas. I'm, I'm, I was by myself until three o'clock in the afternoon. Didn't s- really speak a word to anyone, and felt like a million fucking dollars. I was, I felt so good. And then I went golfing, and I golfed with people I didn't know, and I said like eighteen words to them. <laughs> it was great. It was so good because I just got to be by myself and be as introverted as I wanted to be. Yeah. And I like had complete control over like how involved I got in conversation yeah. and shit with people, which is the other thing is like when I'm with people I know or I'm with people that I want to like be nice to or like want them to be like, oh, that was a pleasant uh, interaction yes. with him, you know, then I feel like I like I don't have control. Like I, I lose control over my ability to like uh, be involved. It's like I, I uh, like a switch flips in my brain where I'm like, oh. Now you got to be the most involved. Now now you have to be oh. overzealous and be like I can't wait to you know keep engaging and whatever with all these people. Right. When like internally I'm like I need to find an out like soon. 
And right. That's why I'm like, I got, uh, sorry guys, I have diarrhea. And then people are like, I'm not getting in the way of that, you know? Matfield was the first person that I can think of. Uh, I remember, I think it was the day that he did our, our podcast, which would have been about, uh, you know, a year and a half ago. Yeah, when you lived in Chicago. When I lived in Chicago. Back when I was selling car parts. Um, I sell car parts for the American working man because that's who I am and that's who I care about. <laughs> but he said, because uh, I had had a shitty day or something and I didn't want to go and do something. And he goes, oh, just don't do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, but he goes, you know what I do? Somebody says, here. Oh, he, he goes, here, try it out on me. Ask me. Ask me if I want to do something. Hey, Chris, you want to do something? Nope. Having a sad day. I'm going home. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. You just tell people you're sad? Yeah. I say, I'm sad today. I don't want to do that. And then I go home. Yeah. It's like, wow. That's genius. I know. It's so much easier than having diarrhea, even though I probably do have diarrhea, <laughs> knowing me. But still, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. He's He's got a... a a really good point in doing that though yeah because it's like like you're if you're so brutally honest it's so impressive well and people don't people aren't going to question you if yeah. you just tell them the truth but that's the thing is like we're we're like trained we've trained ourselves to be like oh when i do tell people the truth like then there's a negative reaction that comes yeah. from it or whatever but it's like you know and, and it's not always like that obviously but like you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings you don't want to hurt your friend's feelings yep like today when I was like, is it cool if I come over at 6.45? And you were like, dude, absolutely. I was like playing video games at my house. <laughs> and I was like, God, if I threw up right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, or like if I got sick. But then I was like, I fucking actually want to do this though. So it's like, all right, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going, you know. But it's like, I have that with like everything I do. Yeah. Everything. It's like I have that voice. It's like, and I don't know if it's like depression or if it, or what it is, but I think truly, I think it's just I'm I'm actually more introverted than I let on. I think your brain no, your brain knows what um, gives you serotonin or gives you dopamine mm-hmm. for sure. And especially when you like, I, I don't mean to say it like this, but like when you get away with something, right? Yeah. So you get out of the thing. There's that little dopamine kick that goes, that means we get to, get to do this other thing. Yeah. And so I think it's just your body knows what actually makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And if forcing yourself to do that thing that's super shitty, or in, I shouldn't say super shitty, forcing yourself to muscle through that thing, which by the end of it, you're like, it wasn't that bad, but would have been a lot more of a stress relief if I could have just chill popped at home. But that's the other thing <clears throat> is in my case, often opting to do the thing pays dividends far greater than whatever I would get from sitting on the couch and playing slot machine games on my phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not there's there's the the disconnect is like I'm gonna be fine if I play slots on my phone. Yeah. I just like being horizontal. A lot. Well, I think, and that's, if you're feeling that that emotion too much, like if you're feeling that emotion too often where you're like, everything I'd rather be doing, like video games yeah. alone by myself, yeah. then yeah. That's a problem. We've, we've talked about the whole numbers game thing before. Yeah. It's a numbers game. You're going to have some good times. Yeah. But, uh, dude, it's, I don't know. 
So that's and it's that assurance thing, right? Right. You you know for sure the thing. It's a fucking Trump supporters. Uh, you know the thing that will uh, for sure make you happy. Yeah. Eat, but then that shit starts to eat away at you. And anyways, let's, let's, so you gotta, let's test that prem. God damn it! You know, so that's high level a premise I want to start tackling. Oh. Is the whole like I'm introverted and I don't give a shit about it, and yeah. here's why, and like I don't owe you anything, everyone to the world, but also like I do, because we're all one humanity. So like I do owe you, but like I don't owe you my time as much as I owe you like courtesy. That's a whole anyway. Uh, my premise today is about masculinity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I wore the perfect attire. Holy cow! My God, I'm killing it. It, to me, it's like masculinity is such a weird thing because, like, people call mask like if you're too masculine, it's toxic, you know. But if you're not masculine enough, you're a pussy, right? Right. So it's like you have to find that that perfect balance. But I feel like my my masculinity too often hangs in the balance when I'm like opening a jar, <laughs> you know. I'm like that's not a good thing. And it's like femininity, femininity. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like doesn't have that same. I'm not saying that women or people who are effeminate don't have struggles of their own with that. I guess like trait, but like masculinity is so fragile. I, I don't know. It, it's like if you cup your balls in the shower with your team, <laughs> somebody's gonna say something about how you have a little dick, you know? And like that's just not okay. I don't know. So that's that's Dude, my premise. That build up to opening a jar. Yeah. So good. Thank you. That fucking slaps. Thank you. Another thing that you could add in there, like when you said, I know I know women have their own I know women have their own jars to open. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you could keep that, that For tag sure. going. Yeah. That's yeah. a fucking great premise. Thank you. Cause like that it kind of goes hand in hand actually a little bit with the with the introvert thing, which is where like I feel like I can start to build like a here's who I am, like 20 minutes if I want if I get booked to do 20 and I feel like the masculinity thing needs to be in there which is why I want to start writing about it because I like (laughs) it's just it's so true it's so funny to me yeah like like putting two hands on the steering wheel (laughs) you're a fucking pussy you know what I mean you're like wow (laughs) like I yeah I wipe my own ass I don't know dude no it's it's funny because I love, um, God, I love, like when I would, I w- when I was skating, I wore the tightest clothes, mm-hmm. right, the skinniest of jeans, and like, and when I started wearing long shirts on top of it, it looked like I was wearing a dress. Yeah. Plus all of this shit, I didn't give a fuck. It was so awesome, like to have. So it goes the other way where you own how much of a pussy you are. Yeah. And you start to sound like a bro. Yeah. Like, I'm a fucking pussy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> People are. I just watched a commercial that had a father son moment. Fucking cried for like five minutes afterwards. Yeah. And it's it like, you've gone full circle where you're so masculine <laughs> that, or you're such a pussy that now it's actually masked as being extremely ma- masculine because you're so confident. Yeah. And also, those two words are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Confidence and masculinity are not the same thing. Yeah, right. Except right. in a man, 
for some reason, they have to be. You know, it's like, dude, if I if I want to wear fucking Crocs right now, it doesn't mean I suck dicks. You know what I mean? It's not the same thing. I don't yeah. know, dude. It fucking drives me nuts. Also, because it used to bother me, and then like that whole up and down thing, and then it just carried over into other things like talking about how there was a point where kim was stronger than me oh yeah and i'd be like i gotta get back home kim's gonna beat the shit out of me (laughs) and it was possible at that time she definitely could have right on full domesto on me yeah (laughs) domesto dude (laughs) that sounds sounds like (laughs) sounds like a spider-man villain the most aggressive (laughs) magician oh that's funny (laughs) I was just thinking Mysterio from Spider-Man. Just oh, like, yeah, But like yeah. Domesto is like, yeah. all he does is like, <laughs> get he, he just gets girlfriends and then beats them up. That's all Domesto does. Yeah, yeah. Or it's a girl that just gets boyfriends and beats them up. Also that. You know, either or. We don't need to be gender specific on this one. That's very true. Could be a gender, you know? I do love the thought of like... I forget what comic had. I mean, I, th- I think this was somebody's bit, but um, the idea of two like just jacked gay dudes that are dating, like when they get domestic on each other, if it's like a pay per view event. I don't know who it is, but that's funny. Just that premise alone is hilarious. Yeah, because like, because like I've seen two ripped partners, and you, I because I, I thought of that that. That fuck! I wish I could remember who said it. Ding fucking ding, pal! And then just like <laughs> boom, you know, and you're like, whoa! They're gonna do it later. It's like that's uh, yeah, awesome. It's like when the the Power Rangers morph into the big thing and fight that monster. Yeah, it's like when you like how do you uh, how do you solve conflicts at home? Oh, we beat the shit out of each other, <laughs> you know. And then like one of us makes a a, a brioche or. I was trying to think of a fancy like French term for food or sure. French food. Oh, a bidet. I mean, could be considered a drinking fountain, I guess. But yeah, if you're drinking down there, <laughs> I don't know, something bad's probably happening. All right, yeah. premise. Anyways, um, the premise that I want to do is the I've talked to you about it before, which is the the whole like suicide thing. Which oh, is yeah, yeah. This was, but so the setup would be, um, you know. Uh, my viewpoint on how suicide is uh, a combination of someone thinking that they're fighting for their life, but the person that they're fighting against is actually themselves. Mm -hmm. So they are the assailant and defender. And so when they, they terminate their lives, they think that they're saving either themselves or somebody else. Um, So that's like the, more or less how I would set it up. Yeah. And then to be like, that being said, my kill to death ratio is horseshit or garbage or how, like I'm trying yeah. to think of like, I know there's a, a way to, cause I, every- lo- I love that punchline. <laughs> like it is really good. It's hard. It, and we, when we talked about it, that's going to be either the needle that pops the balloon of hot air that's building in the room because people are like, oh. you know, not, not like in a bad way, no, but I know people are like, mean. Oh man, this is tough to hear, you know? And that's just going to like, boom. And then like drop bomb drop, you know, like it's either going to kill or 
like the the problem with kill to death ratio is like it only hits a certain audience, you know. Yeah. So it's like if oh, you're in Minneapolis, right? That's right. You know, like if you're in Minneapolis or you know even the crowds at Monticello, like some of them are a little bit older, but often we have you know some younger people in there too. Like yeah. it would crush there, you know. I feel like your setup um, should include things that your your punchline actually kind of draws from. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Um, well, that's what that's why I use kill to death ratio because in that example, right, the, the assailant and defender. Yeah. So, like, I feel like maybe even make it more like more obvious. Yeah. Okay. Because then, if you set it up in a way that they're like already sort of thinking, like in that realm, you know, then the bridge to kill to death ratio is already built for you. You don't have to. Like, I got gotcha. you. You don't yeah. have to say it, and then like them build that bridge in their right. heads, and then like, oh, that's funny. I think I'm so used to the bait and switch thing, yeah, that I just assume that it's always going to pan out in these, yeah, the way that I build. Well, it's like jokes. you don't want them to have to comprehend the punchline. Mm. You want them to just like hear the punchline and react. Right. It's like the that's the the best punchlines are instant reaction react punchlines. It's like that's like it's it always bums me out when like I'm instant react guy. On a punchline, and then like the rest of the audience, it like takes a moment because it's like, and this has happened. I've I've <coughs> heard you do this before. We're like, I'm on stage and I'll hit a punch, and nobody laughs right away, and you're <laughs> laughing, and then people are like, oh, 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 oh yeah, that's fun. Like, you know, you don't want yeah. that. That's like the right, least ideal right. way because you you wouldn't want to be able to follow that up with a tag, and if like the punchline hasn't hit, the tag's definitely not going to right, hit. right. So. I guess that's not always. And I was the gonna case, say but. it kind of depends because sometimes, as people are processing the 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 punch, yeah. the tag can sometimes like, make it click for them to well, go. The, oh the, fuck! The tag is like the lighter fluid after you try yes, to light the fire, yes. where it's like oh oh oh, you know. But that sounds like the bidet was. Uh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I I I love that premise. That sounds like I'm pro suey. I'm not. <laughs> But I do. I, love I think that you it's call a, it suey. I'm gonna start saying chop that suey, now. chop suey, dude. Oh, chop suey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just, I, it's you know, if you play around with different setups, like as far as like the language you use in the setups, yeah. like the the setup itself is ironclad. Like I feel like it's solid to just like approach it from that direction. Like I'm both the the hero and the villain in this story, right? And the reason I'm the hero is because I'm taking out the villain, but like that. Oh, dude, it's that's like something you can add on to it. It's like the combat. Villain, the villain it, isn't you. The villain is the way you think about you. Mm. You could even like add that on afterwards, right? Because like, really, you're not the villain. It's just like the, right. the thought is the villain. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like you get through Mortal Combat all the way to the the final bad guy. And then just as you finish him, yeah, it's you. He takes off his mask, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, you're like, "God, but damn you've it. already finished him," and you know, finish game him. over. You know, and you're like, <laughs> "I mean, all right." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude, that's I, I I like that premise. I think it's gonna do. I think it's gonna do well. I just think, yeah, it's just all about the language that you use. Right. Because it will be very good when you when you iron that out. And I think it is. It's I, I don't. I don't know, like, there has to be some type of establishment. It's not a, 
a joke that you throw in on a five minute set. I don't feel like. Um, maybe, maybe if you open with something that's a, like, if you come up there and you're like doing sort of your uh, your self deprecating y sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and then you kind of like lean harder and harder as time goes on. Even in five minutes, you can lean from like self deprecating into like I've actually had some issues mentally into like this is how bad it got and then pop the bubble because that's really like if you can if you can find a way to add punchlines that like keep the levity around you know throughout (laughs) that and then like take that 30 seconds or 15 seconds whatever it is and embrace the fact that you know the crowd is not going to laugh like they're going to be (laughs) very sad you know yeah yeah yeah. because they're empathy their empathy is through the roof for you yeah which is where you have to be like keep coming with me like we're we're gonna get through this and then fucking (laughs) boom and then that's where i don't those those jokes hit for me like always always the hardest not my own personal jokes but like when i'm consuming comedy those jokes hit me the hardest always every time yeah because they're the most they're the hardest to embrace before the the punchline and the easiest to embrace afterwards yeah if if to me like it feels like you find out it's like being at a a, you know a fucking company picnic and you find out that somebody else is into into ufc or like some random like thing that not a lot of people are into like when okay. I was in treatment, I found out that like somebody else lawnmower racing. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else used to rollerblade, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I couldn't believe it. How dare you laugh at that? No, it was the face you made. It okay, was so we, are you fucking <laughs> what? Well, the funny thing is, his response was, "Are you used to aggressive inline?" I was like, "Yeah, but I don't say that." <laughs> That's what you was called. That's what skate we call it skating like yeah normally yeah but did did the really tooly douchey guys the did they call it aggro inline in the 90s oh right oh dude that's so so awesome. in the 90s uh people were like Ooh. uh when somebody would say you know i rollerblade <laughs> Try it so and some and like lie. some babysitter <laughs> would be like i rollerblade too and you're like and we be like, it's not the same, Brittany. Ours is aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so we have stupid. black X Factor ramps set up on the edge of our driveway so we can jump into the grass and not skin our knees. Oh fuck, those ramps were the worst. They, they were the worst so easily. Yeah, but they were actually great for in the winter to snow skate with because you yeah. could pack snow around them. The best ever. And then you would build bigger ramps with these like basically shell ramps. Also, I say snow skate like I was good at it. It was horrible at it. Oh, well, you don't have, but it's all fun stuff. Ah. But yeah, so that was the thing. Like, we're in a treatment facility. Everybody's there for the worst possible reason. Right. But then fine, going, being like, what? It felt like it was just he and I yeah. in that whole fucking facility. Yeah. So then when it happens in jokes, especially like, that's when I, <laughs> when I laugh at comics shit and no one else and the crowd is laughing, I laugh that much harder because I'm like, it's just me and them. Yeah. Me and whoever is on yeah. stage. And it feels fucking awesome. Yes. It's like like the joke was just for you. They say you're not supposed to write jokes like that. Oh, no. But but I fucking love it. Yeah, nobody, nobody does that on 
like actively on like on a serious level. Nobody's like right. writing a joke that they're like, dude, I think I think Chris is gonna love this joke. <laughs> Never. I'm I I'll like write a joke and be like, oh, Chris will think this shit's funny, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like yeah. I'm not gonna like do the joke if I think only Chris is gonna think it's funny. Uh-huh. I'll just fucking tell you the joke. Because that's the reaction I'm looking for, you know? I I have I, this is like it's been a problem uh, again all day. You yeah. do the all day. That's so interesting. Painful, yeah. Let's have a very th- wide cavity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is wide. Wide and narrow at the same time? Cuz you Jack Skellington. I weigh 200 pounds now. You don't get to say that. You know what? You you tell you tell me. You tell Steven Seagal's nephew what's bothering you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you how that came about? Steven Seagal's nephew? Yeah. Why I started saying that? Oh. Somebody in California, uh, it was a, another comic, and I had thrown a roasty his way. And he was like, oh, I'm not going to take that shit from Steven Seagal's nephew. I was like, oh my God. It's <laughs> so amazing. That's so good. And so, yeah, I've been using it ever since. That's funny as shit. Super hey, embrace funny. the good ones. Oh, Always hell embrace yeah. the good ones. Yeah. For sure. For a while, people called me Stretch, and I like loved that nickname because I'm like, that's exactly what I am. I look like a normal human being, but somebody <laughs> was just like, <laughs> You're uh, that one character in Hey Arnold with like oh, the buzz cut. Oh, fuck off, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you the guy who's like, <laughs> no, 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 not oh, that one. Oh, dude, I was like, that guy sucks. He had a southern accent <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> dude, the, he's the Pete Wheeler from Backyard Baseball <laughs> of Hey Arnold. Yeah, that guy sucks. Hey, man, everybody get over to the basketball court. <laughs> he had a super big nose, too. Dude, I used to say stoop kid never leaves the stoop all the time, and people were like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, you obviously didn't live. Yeah. God, that 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 cartoon, fantastic! Almost made me think that jazz music was cool, and then I grew up and was like, "Nope, dude, I loved that show." Ain't yeah, it was a a beautiful show. Fantastic! Him and the Gerald with his fucking can (laughs) of soup hair, and then Harold with his fucking. Weird ass hat that like his hat oh, is yeah. smaller than his face because his face was so fat and his hat is like this big. Dude, um, hey, short man. The grandpa. what was brain brain? Was that that kid's name that would breathe super heavy? No fucking. Clue. And I don't remember. What's her face would always punch him in the face. Helga. Helga. Helga yeah, would always dude. punch him in the face Maybe, because yeah. he would pop up. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then she'd punch him in the face. Yeah. One time. He, uh, there's a, a hole in a tree and uh, she's like bummed out about something and he pop, pokes his head through the thing and she goes, oh, forget it. And he goes, and he punches himself in the face, <laughs> breaks his That's glasses. So it's fucking great. Dude, the animation back in the day though on Nickelodeon, like unrivaled. nothing beats it. Nothing Un- beats it. Un. Fucking rivaled. I will say, like, Cartoon Network had some bangers back then, though. Sure. Dexter's Lab. Oh, yeah. Dexter's Lab was great. Cow and Chicken. Yeah. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog was a pretty good show. Oh, my God. So good. Um, Angry Beavers. Did you ever watch that one? That was on Nickelodeon, though. 
Oh, what? oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, Angry Beavers. Dude, funny. Okay. I know we got to wrap this up. <laughs> I know. We're like, we can't stop. Uh, fun, one of the funniest things my dad has maybe ever said, actually. Like, and he says a lot of really funny shit. <laughs> but uh, somebody mentioned Angry Beavers. And my dad was like, wait, the Women's March? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dad, that is... It's so, and it was like the timeliness and like the, I mean, it was just so quick. And I was like, holy fuck, that's funny. It was so good. And then I tried to like reuse the recycle, the joke once in my, in my family. We were like, it was like family Christmas. Uh, I got a pair of angry beaver socks for Christmas from someone. <laughs> my aunt who was like in the women's March, it was like sitting right next to me. And I was like, Hey, check it out. Women's March socks. And my aunt was like, Alex. Why would you say that? And my dad was like, oh, you're dumb for saying that. Why would you do that? Oh, Nobody's fuck. as funny as your dad. It's like 830. I haven't eaten dinner. Papa's going to eat some garbage. Kim made the most. Nope, not eating your family's food. I have food in the fridge. She made so much. I'm not eating your family's food. Not because I don't want to eat your family's food <laughs> and not because I don't think that you're totally fine in offering it to me. We have food that I have to eat at home or we're going to have to throw it away. Ah. And I get super angry when I have to do that. Sure. So, yeah. That's like number one for me. I take a bite of things and throw them away when I just buy them. You know? I don't do that. Well. I hate throwing food away. Which. Look at my castle. Some some of the people listening look to me. Look at the thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. That are in this room alone. Yeah. I have disposable income that you may never know yeah that's true in life that's true <laughs> <Okay>, christopher walking oh <laughs> uh, why don't you christopher walk yourself out big guy jesus Woo. okay well same time next week at oh, i fucked it up you did one more time same time next week <laughs> dude absolutely hell yeah dog <laughs> all right Dude. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. Dude, absolutely.